about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to episode 85 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, four stripes. Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, three stripes. Yes, it is Phil Kors. Um, <laughs> Philly, we've got a lot of Gordon Ryan updates since our last podcast. I bet people can't wait. I, I think it's everyone's favorite segment. Mm-hmm. What's the first one? First update is, ding, 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 Open Guard sold over a million dollars worth of copies. Mm-hmm. Not surprising, we got it. Um, I that's I think that's pretty. What? How much? What? I don't even remember what it was. How much was it? Do you remember? It's two hundred bucks. I think two hundred bucks. Two or three. I think that's a lot. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of copies. Yeah. Uh, the math plus most people have a discount code. The math for Doug Schluter is that's five thousand copies at two hundred bucks a pop. Probably less than that, but that's. It's pretty incredible whenever you think about it. How many people do you think do BJJ in, well, I guess you'd have to say worldwide for him because he's not, certainly BJJ Fanatics is worldwide. They're not just U.S. Mm -hmm. How many people do jiu-jitsu? Is that your question? Yeah. More than 5,000. A lot more than 5,000. At least (laughs) 10,000. So you think every other... (laughs) person gets yes. the Gordon Ryan. Yeah. I, agree. I agree. And they probably partner up with the others. Mm-hmm. So basically everybody's seen it. Yeah. Well, how many, you know how many times I feel like I've, you've looked up how many people do jujitsu? I know. And I never find a good answer. I'm nah, sitting here Googling. I don't, Googling I don't right think now. anybody knows. Oh, the rate of practitioners. What? This is the first time I've actually got an honest answer. Well, I don't know if it's an honest answer. It's an internet honest answer, right? It came up first. Okay. So the per capita rate of BJJ practitioners is 13,000 divided by 13 million. This would give a per capita of 0.001 or 0.1%. That's what that would be. And pump those numbers up. All right, I know <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Jeff. I love that one. Uh, if you know the U.S. population is 324 million, that's eh, probably about right. Then, in the U.S., 324,000 people do jujitsu. Okay, I buy it. I buy that. All right, I'd buy a half million. Okay. You don't seem that. In- I'm interested in this. I think that's why. Well. I mean, I mean, obviously, for how many people I got to beat in the worlds? It's true. They're all coming. <laughs> no, not at all. There is no worlds. Um, but uh, no, there was that, one. Huh? There is an IBJJF coming up, Austin. Yeah, in Austin. You're right. I didn't see. Or any was other it ones. already? Was it? I don't know. Last weekend? I don't know. It doesn't matter. People don't listen to this on there. a regular basis. So yeah. it could be next week or a year from now. Um. Hmm. 
I can't believe I found the answer. That's I've looked that up. You found an answer. I don't know if it's don't the answer. Don't know if it's the answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Disclaimer, nothing yeah. that we stay on here is probably, there's probably some truth to some of it, mm-hmm. but not to most of it. Right. That's pretty much all it's, our content. Sounds accurate. <laughs> See, that statement alone, inaccurate. <laughs> or maybe it was accurate. Yeah, that was, was accurate because most accurate. of it's inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, sounds like you describing a move. <laughs> That was, by the way, independently verified. Thank you, Patrick Devins, for hurting my feelings on that. Um, <laughs> that I indeed don't describe moves as well as I think I do. That makes perfect sense up there. <laughs> it does make perfect sense. It's because you think in pictures. It's, all right, I like I like that I like that segue, Phil. Mm-hmm. Do you think of nothing in pictures? Like do, so, so whenever we were out. Um, doing a little bit of drilling. Um, Phil said, do you know that some people think in pictures in their head? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's mostly just sentences. Like there's pictures. Not to say I never picture anything, but like, it's mostly just words. Like it's That's like, really it's weird. like as I'm talking, which is why I think it helps a lot of times when I'm just blabbing to help me think. And my answer was yes. I think in pictures many times I thought everybody did. So we both had different thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It is weird. But whenever I'm describing a move, it's a picture in my head. Yes. It's a video. And I feel like I'm commentating perfectly on mm-hmm. it whenever mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Obviously. I bet to half the people you are. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> They're picturing it, right? <laughs> not just hearing the words. Uh, you're yeah. so right. Oh, wait, I wasn't done with my Gordon Ryan updates. Back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, second Gordon Ryan update. Gordon Ryan has now had COVID and is over COVID, but it cost him the Ronaldo Jr. Uh, match that was going to be. They could just reschedule it? No, because they had the the fight to win goes on no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the contracts with the athletes are no matter what. And so... Um, Ronaldo Jr., I think it was Lucas Barbosa that I think Barbosa won the Hulk. And Gary Tonin was in that one. It was a really good uh, match. Um, he was? I thought he got it too. No, Gary Tonin didn't get it. Oh, I thought they all got didn't it. Didn't get there. the Rona. No. Uh, so that's the second update. So he's over it. So And then third update is he got a place, a vacation house in Florida where I think his parents are moving to. Mm-hmm. Is that right? From what I saw, it looked like he was just getting his mom a house. Oh, okay. That was what I was getting out of the comments because he was talking to like a fan or something down there. Yeah. I saw like a video clip of that. What about the update that you finished the Open Guard instructional? Did we talk about that, finishing it? I don't think so. Did we? It was good. It was fantastic. It's super simple. Chris tells us we talk about too much uh, instructionals, but you know what? I'm not doing this podcast for him. I'm doing it for me. Mm. I like that one because it's very simple. It, it was very simple. And uh, spoiler alert on all Gordon Ryan and John Danaher instructionals. The last uh, section is always the best. What was the last section of the open garden? It was the real, the real life study of it What when he was going over it. You remember? Oh, yeah. But what was the last technique section? It didn't matter. It was... I mean, it was... 
the last technique session, it didn't matter. It was bringing everything together. And then he was showing it in competition. I love that stuff. Maybe I think I liked it so much because he focused so much on gripping. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to do with my hands. I suck at gripping. That was always what I said was the hardest part. Because people, it felt like people just run around me. Like in the uh, guard passing drills. Like mm-hmm. I can never get a good grip. And they would just like keep going in circles essentially. And is what it always felt like to me. And he spends a lot of time in either gripping or uh, trying to off balance them before the grips. And I think that was why it was so Constant helpful Kizushi. for me. Yeah. That's why it was so helpful for me, I think, is it gave me more of a plan uh, before the grips are set up um, or to make the first grip. Not on that line. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think that the, the gripping sequences that he showed were phenomenal and, and how to how to get into those gripping sequences, like switching grips. Well, I mean, how many times, how much time did he spend talking about grips? Number one, like how much time did he spend talking about grips? Hour. At least. You know? So like, and then when we go to do the move, I still, like, I don't know what it is. I still would be like, all right, like, how do you start? Grip? <laughs> how do you start? You're like, no, he didn't cross grip that. I'm like, yeah, he did, Phil. Yeah, I mean, that was clearly what I he was I have a hard doing. time paying attention sometimes. That's you know? evident. I know the only yeah. reason that you watch the instructionals with me is so that I'll get the moves down <laughs> so that you can then learn them. And guess what? That's the only reason I do the instructionals with you because then whenever I teach them, I learn more. Yeah. So it's really a synergistic relationship we have. Yeah, because... Uh, I feel like it makes so much sense when I'm watching it Yeah, that I think my brain just turns off and then I don't pay attention anymore. You're just like, it's just like, you're just watching something fun. Like yeah. you're watching cartoons or something. <laughs> it's not, not getting it, but I'm like, I'm all there, you know, I'm right there, <laughs> but the brain shuts off sometimes. And it's I was, you don't picture it in your head. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, after, after a while, like it, it which is probably why they, harp on it so much but after a while the gripping thing started to click that that's what i need to focus on and uh i think that's one of the great things uh, you know about the gordon ryan and dan her and i'm sure gary tone is the same thing um but uh it's the it's that they drill basically three core principles of whatever it is into you the whole time so that so that like you remember those three things and then it kind of refreshes you about the position that's i i love that about it mm-hmm. i think that's a really smart smart way to do it repetition yeah because there's nothing really fancy it was just the actual grips of either arm drag or two on one Your or, open guards way way better now way better was, i thought it was very helpful yeah just like how to basically just how to start like I, I wasn't even concerned about the sweeps or anything it was just how do i not get past like instantaneously against anybody without even like grabbing something you know yeah. so like that repetitive same grips over and over again or just kind of attacking the feet mm-hmm. super helpful double coochie uh mm-hmm. yeah i mean you really had no place to go but up though on That's, your open guard it's really helpful when you start <laughs> from there you know <laughs> that is also true <laughs> Nah, that's great. I highly recommend it to anyone out there. I mean, it, it was a fantastic instructional. Well, well, I don't know how many. It was eight. Was it? No, the Kimura was eight. How eight many what? sections? Eight it's like eight. seven or seven to nine hours or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're all long. They're all long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but really good. So, whenever you mentioned that, uh, 
knowing what to do with your hands. Uh, it kind of brought up another thought that I didn't think about talking about this time, but I, I kind of want to now. And that is like, and this is based on my limited knowledge of jujitsu. And that is, I feel like the biggest difference it, whenever I see a white belt get promoted to blue belt, I feel like the biggest difference in their game is not the collection of techniques, but that they are no longer uh, having rodeo hands, right? And by rodeo hands, I mean you know you're you're actually gripping something whenever whenever you're engaged with someone at all times. Okay. Thoughts? No. Not really. I feel. I don't know why I thought I thought I thought about it because I think about you know when somebody turns blue belt and they have doubts about what if they're a blue belt or not and then I'll look at them and when they're engaged they they they're gripping and I'm like oh yeah that's that seems like the differentiator so random it was random but that thought yeah. just popped in my head visually mm. all right moving yeah. on yeah I don't know. Moving on. I, I might be totally. I mean, I, I don't. That's probably <laughs> completely wrong. It's it's all right that it is. Uh, Maybe we'll ask John. He'll be like, "No, you're stupid." <laughs> he won't say that. He'll think it, but he won't say it in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. All right, let's turn it around. What do you think the biggest difference between a white belt and a blue belt is? Don't say some bullshit amateur like time on the mat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Come on, dude. I don't know. Seriously. That's a weird question. It's not a weird question. Some sort of plan somewhere, I guess. Like what to do and where to grip? Yeah, I think it's something, like, I don't know, having, I would say some sort of plan somewhere, like a basic idea of what the different positions are, I guess, and then, like, at least being, like, Again, I don't think it's the only component. somewhere. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the only component. I think you're absolutely I, I right. I know you don't think it's the only one. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's I think the biggest one. differentiator. Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. I do. Because, because you're right. I mean, you have to know all the positions. You have to know, like... If I was to say, all right, what are the differences? Like you have to be um, somewhat proficient at escapes from every bad positions with with people of your same level, right? You have to know a couple of escapes that work for you in every position mm-hmm. before before you're blue belt. And you have to have, man, I don't even know how many attacks. I don't think that. That's so what I mean. Like you kind of have to be like. I don't know I'm saying like have a plan. Like it's not gonna work, mm-hmm. right. you know. But yeah, like, yeah. You, like not against upper belts, right? But like you, you know what you're supposed to be doing in a couple places, and then like I would agree. You have like one, like I had the clothes guard. I had a couple ideas that I like thought I really knew what I was doing, kind of thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I didn't know what you mean. So you white belts out here, there are listening. Work on those very specific items that Phil and I just. <laughs> Out. <laughs> You'll be blue belts in no time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or not. What uh, if they took the belts away? I don't care. Like it it no wouldn't gear. bother me a bit if they took the belts away. Like doesn't matter. Like zip up keys. 
You're on the zip up gig and Jesus Christ. It's more like the streets. Then you don't have to wash your belts. It's more like and the streets. You don't spread the virus. <laughs> All right, you've you've converted me. I'm on the zip up gig bandwagon. Right. I like it. <laughs> um excellent. We'll we'll leave that belt conversation for another time. I don't feel like getting <laughs> into that bullshit. Um but uh but another thing, back to competition. Boom. Mm-hmm. September 19th. I think it's 19th. 19th. Yeah, South Carolina. I South guess Carolina. they have different rules down there. They don't give a fuck in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad. So. It's awesome. Yeah. Should be fun. That will be fun. Round Robin, it's uh, Grappling Industries, right? I think so, so yeah. A- anybody in your weight class, and they could combine weight class. I looked at that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. They could combine. And here's the but thing. They always do that. Yeah. Here's the thing. All right. So they, they did really nicely because they got good big boy um, categories, right? So do I lose like four pounds to do the 210 or do I do up to the 230? I don't know. Let's see who has more people. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they'll probably combine that anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Is I mean, it 30 plus or is there a 40 plus one? No, there's a 230 plus. So it goes, I think it was 195 uh, and then 210 was the cutoff and then 230 was the cutoff. Uh, years old. Oh, 40 plus. There's a 40 plus. Yeah, it was, okay. it was, I think it was, I, I think it was 40. Some of them only go up to 30 and 30 and older. No, I think this was 40 plus. Okay. I think they had several different categories, but there's no way they're going to have all those categories. 30, 40 plus. I wouldn't mind if they just did 30 and above for everything. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't open up the link to like see what the divisions were yet. Yeah. So, cause I don't know if they, some of them do like 150, some do 155, some do 160. I don't know what it's going to be. Mm, how much you weigh now? I don't know. Oh, it could be anywhere from 160 to 150. I have no idea. Depending on your ice cream. Yeah. I don't think I can eat enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. You are getting jacked, though. I know. Yeah. I know. All these t-shirts keep ripping. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so for those out there that, that don't know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? A lot of jiu-jitsu podcasts. <laughs> Joe Rogan podcast and James Nestor Avalanche podcast. What Avalanche podcast? I did listen. To, <laughs> I was. I don't know why I got on that kick. That, why did I get on that? You're about kick? to go to Colorado. Yeah, I was terrified of avalanches. You're right. I was terrified, so I was like, "All right, I'm going to educate <laughs> myself on avalanche." And it really did actually educate me. It was pretty good. Um, I'm still terrified of avalanches, uh, but um, James Nestor was on. Joe Rogan and his book is called breathe and um, I'm reading it right now, but listen to the podcast. I'd highly encourage everyone to listen to it. I think we've talked before about breathing on here with mm-hmm. Wim Hof. I think that's a great method. So did he, that James Nestor, he thought it was a great method. Um, but he was talking about the importance of 
um, breathing through your nose and not mouth breathing. And you know, a lot of, a lot of the difficulties, a lot of the asthmas that people are experiencing today are from uh, a lot of sleep apneas are from not breathing through your nose. And so, um, it's only been like a week, but I'm really focusing on when rolling and I know it's harder, right? It's harder to breathe through your nose the whole time, even whenever you're gassed. But he's saying that's especially when you want to do it because it's whenever you hyperventilate, it's getting more CO2 in, not necessarily more. Even on not, the exhale? Because a lot not, of times you'd hear breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. It's okay. Well, he says, so in order to, and, and I think I understand this correctly, but in order to um, expand your uh, nasal, I think he said conchy, like a conch, like a conch shell that they're the little turbinates in mm-hmm. your nose in order to expand that and make that cavity bigger that whenever you breathe in, it's a, and then you, whenever you breathe out, so it's a more diaphragmatic breathing, breathing in, whenever you breathe out, it's a, right. And then I blow snot like that every time whenever I do that. Yeah. But it's a very forceful, powerful, uh, I might have the Rona. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, very forceful, powerful out breath through the nose. But I don't think I don't think that's as important. Um, whenever inhaling. you're whenever you're training, like just that breathing in through the nose slows the the breath down. And again, he says it's even more important because the oxygen that you take in, while yes, you can't breathe in through your nose as fast as you can breathe in through your mouth. It's the carbon dioxide, not the oxygen, because you've already got an, your blood is oxygenated enough. What you're doing is now taking in more carbon dioxide whenever you hyperventilate. He was talking about on the podcast, he talked about how what I thought was weird. It's how like it, the nose will like regulate temperature and filter everything first. So even though you're getting less, it's you're able to use much more of it. I thought that was cool. I did too. Highly recommend it. Again, James Nestor on Joe Rogan, and I, I, I got the book. I'm, a, I'm like four or five chapters in. It's really, it's really good. It's a really good book. Mm-hmm. You know, really interesting. Yeah, I wanted. To, I'm gonna check that book out at some point. Um, I wanted to look into that one. I tried to. I always forget like when it actually comes to the rolling, but in the warm ups and stuff, I do remember to try to only breathe through the nose. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it, I think it helps. And um, Jeremy Rell did that in the video. He said for new people when they're starting out, he tells them to only breathe through their nose. That's smart. And I it didn't, I didn't it's to uh, combat like large spazzy new people because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, it slows them down. Yeah. But I also think it's a good habit to yeah, try. I mean, to do John anyway. said the same. Well, it was breathe more, breathe, just breathe normally. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that's good advice for people who are starting out. I think it's really good advice for them. Yeah. And and they also, you know, if if you're new to jujitsu and you kind of you you're rolling with someone who's been doing jujitsu for a little while and you're like, why why are they not tired? Uh, because I'm really worn out going with them. Well, there's two reasons for that, right? One is they probably are breathing better because they don't have that fight or flight response that. I guess that now that I think about that, I was like a. Do you see the light bulb in my mm-hmm. head just now? Uh, I, I guess that fight or flight response just goes away. Cause I remember having it distinctly 
whenever I was underneath legs when I was very new and I was freaking out. You just freaking like freaking out. And um, I don't get that anymore. Inoculation. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's pretty cool. I didn't have a whole lot of fight. I just assumed I was going to die. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't can, a whole lot of fight. Was, right, go ahead. Yeah, let's see what happens what this time. <laughs> have your way with me. <laughs> it wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's probably a combination of things, right? It's probably a combination of that, you know, that fire flight response is gone from them and that, that neuroepinephrine or neuroadrenaline is that dump is gone. And, um, two is they're probably using a lot less energy than you. Cause you, you know, whenever a lot of times you see the newer people, everything that they do, it's like 100%, you know, it's like you with grips and tournaments. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the reason is it's not that they have some insane cardio. They might, they might be really, physically fit but it's probably more that nah man no whenever you go against somebody brand new my cardio is really good yeah whenever i go against somebody better than me my cardio is not so good anymore <laughs> yeah it's the way it goes yeah yeah that reminds me of yesterday wherever we were doing doing it i just got done rolling with brian and uh and then jay was like jeff come on let's go i was like that's the best time to get me jay <laughs> <laughs> very best time to get me I would do the same. <laughs> Just follow Ryan around. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were saying it the other day, yeah. too. <laughs> Did it a week ago. Following him around. I was behind him Got in line. a lot easier roles if yeah. you just follow Ryan around. <laughs> yeah. Cardio feels great today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So true. Anything else to add to the, the importance of breathing? No, because I haven't, like, experimented with it a lot yet. Because mm-hmm. I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. but it's on my list. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of resource material too on um, YouTube guided meditations. If you look up like guided meditations, breathing uh, and just remember instead of, you know, if they, on a lot of them, they don't say this in through the nose, out through the mouth. If they say in through the nose, out through the mouth, just do it with both nose. I mean, that's going to give you more benefit from it, from what the, so you're saying read. by exhaling all the time through the nose, it like stretches out the, it makes you, way yeah, whatever. it makes your sinus or your, your, uh, turbinates and your sinus cavity, uh, it, it makes it larger. Okay. Yeah. It expands it is what he said. To make your face bigger. That's, you heard that part of the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Where the expansion of, uh, back up a step. So, uh, a lot of the ancient cave people that were found, their skulls, they, whenever they found them, all their teeth were straight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why, why are all their teeth straight? Well, all their teeth are straight because they had more chewing. Uh, they averaged chewing for four hours a day. Can you imagine chewing for four hours a day? I mean, no, not really. Yeah. So whatever they're eating bark on trees or raw meat or a tendon from a leg or whatever of an animal that they kill, they're chewing and they're, they're chewing on one side and that chewing on one side, what it did is you have a fissure that's right in the center. If you, your hard palate on top of your mouth, 
you can feel the line and the hard powder on your top of your mouth. It's mm-hmm. like a suture that's in your skull too that that can expand, right? And so. Um, what he was saying is he u- utilized this device that actually expanded his mouth, made his mouth wider, and it grew his bone by five pennies in a year. Um, and it also got rid of his recurrent pneumonia, asthma, and all that stuff because it made his th- that with the breathing made his nasal cavity bigger and less prone to infections and such. So. Thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, he said it's the only place adults can grow bone. Yeah, after thirty or forty, something like that. Guess we're losing bone. So it's weird. Yeah, it is weird, but very interesting. Highly recommend it, and highly recommend. Are you guys thinking about your breathing yet? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite. uh, So there's now you're blinking. There's a twenty-two minute. one that my buddy Luke, you remember Luke that was here yes. to try jujitsu. So Luke sent me this one guided meditation. It was all breathing and it was this Indian lady. And it was so funny because it's my favorite one. Yeah. I love it. I do it every night now. And so it's breathe in on one, breathe out on two. And she goes, she's the whole time, like 22 minutes. She's there going fun two, fun two, fun it's hilarious it's really good um but uh but really easy to to go along with too and and it makes you it does make you feel some kind of way too man it's like it like calms you like really i don't know it, it, it works i think any kind of guided medication meditation is a good thing but it really works you almost said medication. Medication. Guided medication. <laughs> yes, you should have be guided when you're taking medication. By a physician, hopefully. Um, <laughs> very good. Uh, so what? So we just got done. We got done with the uh, open guard mm-hmm. instructional with Gordon Ryan. We finished the Kimura. I got bored. <laughs> I got bored. I couldn't do it. <laughs> What I did we get through? Five? I th- Dude, yeah, that's a lot, though. It's a lot. That's and I like watched the last 15 hours. So I think it. we only skipped two. Did we? I think so. And you went and watched them, you cheater. I, w- I watched the last one. It was, it was, it's always the best. It's boring. It yeah, I'm really bad at it, though. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Man, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say gonna it. This, might, it. this is, you know, I don't think it's that hot a take, <laughs> to be honest with you. I think John Danaher's a genius in jujitsu and probably other aspects of what he does. But man, is he hard to is he hard to listen to for yeah. that amount of time? Yeah. So I think I've thought about this. I'm assuming when he teaches class it's much different. For sure. But when he tries to cover an entire subject in a video that everything feels like it needs to be gone over. Yeah. So it's much different than the normal class because he's uh, hilarious on Instagram. A hundred percent. I love the, Like, I feel bad saying, saying this about it. Like I, because I, I you're going to really, be best friends soon. Well, yeah, obviously, but not whenever he, he hears likes, this. Cause you know, he listens cause he likes your Instagram posts. So he's obviously <laughs> been listening. He does. Yes, that's right. He did. Uh, yeah. So I think it's just cause I, I hate that position. Um, cause I suck at it mm-hmm. to be clear. I hate it because I suck at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of got, re- you suck at it cause you hate it. Yeah. <laughs> also 
it was getting really deep in all these other weird transitions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't get the one from side mount. So I don't think I need to worry about that yet. So I just turned it off. Again, but still I found the a best couple. way to listen to instructionals. I think. What? If you get one thing, which you got out of it. Two. Two. two attacking it from the triangle position yep. when they hide the arm on the other side. Cause yep. that comes up a lot. For and sure. then also from the back take position. Cause I grabbed that Kimura grip anyway. So like, yeah, it's, but that again goes into finishing a triangle from the back. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of what I was saying before we even started is it's like, I should be able to at least use this to sweep or something because you know, I'm not going to finish a bunch of Kimuras like, straight up until I figure out how not to suck at it so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the typical size differences, I'm usually smaller, but mm-hmm. I should be able to use the position for sweeping and advancing and things. And because I totally avoid it all the time, cause I always feel like it's going to get reversed on me. I feel like I'm missing a lot of things. Same as I felt with the leg locks where it's like, there's opportunities for other things other than just the submission that I'm missing because I'm avoiding it. So that's why I didn't want to avoid the Kimura stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I wasn't, it was I wasn't, on sale. Yeah. I wasn't looking forward to it. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I like the Kimura. I'm, it, it's one of the things that I, I liked from the very start of jujitsu, but you know what? I actually learned a lot and it was, uh, I got a lot of, out of that. I got a lot out of that, uh, instructional for sure. Yeah. I think it just goes back to, for my personal like jujitsu development of just making sure I don't avoid everything that I dislike. Yeah. Cause I usually end up liking it once I figure out how to do it a little bit anyway, you know? Yeah. So it's just, and you know, another thing that I don't like doing it. So I should probably figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, jujitsu is all about, you know, overcoming being uncomfortable right i mean and mm-hmm. i mean that's just another part of it you, i think the better you get sometimes the more comfortable you get and i think it is a challenge sometimes to get out of that comfort of whatever it is that's that's uh a trapping of a position that's your maybe your a game or whatever and staying with that rather being more well-rounded and keeping in that discomfort i think that's that's where the growth always lies so yeah, I think that's, that's wise of you to do so. Because it was the same thing with the trying to look at the leg lock videos before. But I watched them by myself. And if I don't drill, it's not like we're spending hours out there, but if I don't spend a few minutes trying to do it, yeah, I'm not going to remember anything, you know. Um, but it's just, yeah, anytime I notice that I'm actively avoiding something that other people that works on me all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I agreed with us starting it and I agreed with you when we stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll revisit it some other point in time, you know, maybe a couple of years from now. That's the beauty of it. We'll always have it. Mm-hmm. We can use it as reference material. Uh, moving on. What question? What am I really bad at? In jiu-jitsu. Oh, there's a lot of things I'm really bad at. But in jiu-jitsu. Back rolls. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And rear naked chokes. 
True. That cut that deep. Cut deep. That, yeah. cut deep Phil. That, was, that was not expected. I was expected the back roll. All right. A little hurt. You go. Yeah. You go now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was. You said the other night you didn't get the move at all that we did in class, and then we went back the next morning, and you did get it. But the new. I guess the move wasn't new. He did the move the night before, but he like put another application to it. So uh-huh. it made more sense to me in yeah. that way. Um, Do you want me to describe it? No, I'm not going to. <laughs> so basically when your guard is getting passed and like you're, you get into a turtle position, then you just put your butt in their face and roll. Yeah. Uh, move your, you your leg forward, back. put your butt in their face and roll. Mm-hmm. So, I was it, having a hard time figuring out which side to go with the first application. The second one, it made a lot of sense, but it needed work because I was kind of going flat a lot versus staying up high and using it as like shoulder to hip frame. Um, but drilling it a little bit made a little more sense, but you said you struggled with it. Oh, I mean, it was like, it was, it was, um, it made me feel like I'd never done jujitsu before. Whenever, whenever I was doing, I would, was like, and sitting, thank God, John saw I was struggling like mightily and he came over and he, goes, he doesn't usually do that. Like I'll call him over and ask him like whenever I have a question or something, but I didn't call him over. He was, he was just like, all right, this needs to stop. <laughs> this needs to stop right now. <laughs> You're terrible at this. <laughs> he didn't say that. Um, <laughs> he should have. Um, but, but yeah. And, and it's yet another lesson of, you know, what we drilled it for 10 minutes today, maybe, maybe 15. Less than that. Maybe five, maybe five. No, we did more than five. I don't think so. We didn't five minutes. I'm a pro. Mm-hmm. Not really, <laughs> but I'm not incompetent at it now, you know? So that's one of those things. Like I'm keeping it in my, you know, whenever we do, whenever we're doing warm ups, and they say, "What do you want to do?" and you just stare at each other for mm-hmm. like ten minutes. I never do that anymore because I always have that bank. I'm like, "All right, I'm horrible at this, and I'm horrible at this, and I always want to do Eminari rolls." So there, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Top tip: <laughs> know what you're bad at. <laughs> Work on it. Eventually, becomes what you're good at. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Might good may not be. If you're if you're struggling to visualize this position, look up Marcelo Garcia and Braulio Estima rolling. And it's like a fourteen minute video of them rolling and Braulio Estima does this. Um he's pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it really I think an important part of um a really important part of guard recovery that I was lacking. So so I'm excited about that. Like I'm excited about trying it more and yeah, what's going to happen. I'm going to do stuck. the drill on the wall. Yeah. I mean, probably not. No, maybe that'd be a good way I to feel practice. Like I'm going to be said. a lot better at it now. Okay. I figured out how to do the basic roll and that's the end of it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. No, Phil, I'm going to expand. Double Just let down. me do it. He <laughs> said, I think what killed it was, I think he called it a fundamental guard recovery technique. <laughs> I think that just you lost all interest when you heard that word. Doubled down on fundamental. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me how many fundamental classes. I There's an attendance this. record. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so yeah, man, that's just you know, keep in mind what you're bad at and just work on it. And even a very small amount of time, you can it does wonders for you. So yeah, I think that going back the next day and doing it again has been super helpful. So much easier, right? Yeah. Spend the majority of the first time trying to figure out how to do it mm-hmm. and then seeing it again and then actually getting reps in to try to build a little bit of muscle memory. Yeah. Not to mention your partner's like, man, you got this down. This might be your move. like, no, this is our second class doing it. <laughs> we were terrible at it. <laughs> yeah. That's why we came back. Now. So I messed this all up last night. So I wanted to try again. <laughs> like and, every uh, way possible, mess it up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, another, another topic I wanted to cover and that is when to tap, right? When do you tap, Phil? When I have to. With everybody? Nope. I mean, it depends. Right. What's it depend on? Here's here's what here's what brought okay. me to this line of thinking in this conversation and I can't it was it was somebody yesterday uh or Wednesday it was Wednesday when Charlie and I were rolling you know whenever we roll it's like that we like doing the leg stuff so it's just kind of known we're going to we're going to do leg attacks and and all kinds of fun stuff right and um and I I had I had Charlie in that uh um single leg X Ashigrami position. And I had his heel, right? We were doing no gi round. I had his heel and he, he, uh, dove under and took my heel. And like, I wasn't, I was, I didn't have his heel real clean. And so I wasn't pulling or anything. And he got, he got my heel clean and then he, he took it, you know, I felt it. Boom. Tap. Right. Mm-hmm. Felt him doing it. And, um, somebody said, that's why I don't do heel hooks. I don't know when to tap. And I was like, well, that's not, there's no reason that you should avoid a technique. Now, if disclaimer, if your gym doesn't allow you to certain belt levels to do certain things, then don't do it. That's not really how our Academy is. Like, I think I feel like we're pretty well encouraged to do whatever in a safe manner of training. And the people who are doing the heel hooking charlie's a brown belt he knows what he's doing you know applying the the submission and you know if if you're doing those positions and like i'm not going to grab a heel hook and i'm not going to wrench on it i'm going to grab it cleanly and i'm going to hold it and if they don't tap i'm just going to go on i'm going to let go of it and go on Mm -hmm. right i'm not that's my responsibility to keep my training partners safe just as much as their responsibility and i don't care that much about the, the tap they probably if i'm getting it on them and yes i will hook white belts <laughs> no, not really but but uh but i'll get in the position right mm-hmm. just to let them know what the position looks like um but that when to tap is different it's different times for all different situations and all different whenever you're at different levels right mm-hmm. because a white belt whenever they're getting choked they're terrified like if they're new they're terrified and they're going to tap really quick right so sometimes sometimes not all the time you're right not all the time um but 
as you get better at defending techniques, the timing on your tap changes, right? Because like, like now I am not going to tap to you with a choke unless I'm like maybe a second, half second away from going out. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm going to continue to try to defend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's acceptable, you know, and you're the same way with me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's not going to happen, but, um, you know, if, if there's someone who's particularly rough, maybe tap particularly early. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, if, then that might open up the conversation like, Hey man, what? I didn't really even have that. You'd be like, yeah, you know, but you, whenever you take that, you know, it's, let's say it's a Kimura. Right. Whenever you take that Kimura, you take it really hard and I've got trash for shoulders. So I, I just tap early mm-hmm. and, you know, then they might be like, and that's an easy way. Like that does, that's not offensive at all. Is it when I say it like that? I don't think so. Yeah. So, so you don't have to worry about offending your training partners by like accusing them of going too hard. You just, they, yeah, they ask a question, you give an answer. Mm-hmm. Right. And what about like new people? When it's like not really like they're doing it right, but it's not really right. What about that? Nope. Well, like if they're learning the move, like if they're going for the move, you just learned in class. Mm -hmm. If they're going for the move that we just learned in class Mm -hmm. and they get all the steps correct Mm -hmm. in that move and but it's still like bad. It's but still, it's right. But it's just bad. Well, I don't know. You tell me, Phil. What do you do? I guess it depends. A lot of times, though, I give it to him. I will too. A lot of times, but again, it depends. I guess it depends how bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's not at all even close. Yeah. Like there's got to be some adjustments. Right. I do hate coaching people too I'm much. I'm not going to coach them through. Don't do don't like, be that person. Yeah. Don't be that person. But like, but after you tap, after you tap, you can say, Hey man, you might want to, um, tighten that up by doing this or something. You know what I've done is I have told people to stop quitting on it. Yeah. Like don't let go of a choke. And I'm like, don't let go of that. Yeah. Like you have it. Right. Right. And you don't have the bald head, so they can't tell. They don't have my tell it's a really bad that's one of the your head turns purple it's one of the few very few yeah. detriments to not having hair i like not having hair in general but whenever i'm you're choking me you can see whenever like I, it i might not show it on my face at all but my head and that hmm. two giant veins yeah you see it and you're like yeah i got it yeah and that purple he's he's going out <laughs> well, what's funny too speaking of that we were doing triangles and Molly's entire face is purple and I just let go. And I'm like, why aren't you tapping? And she's like, Oh, I can still breathe. I said, that's not how this one works. No, no, it's not, <laughs> no. That's not at all how that works. I need you to tap that's on that blood. one next time. So <laughs> I can still breathe. I like, you know what? I like her fortitude on that. Yeah. <laughs> I can still she... breathe. You know, I'm not going out. <laughs> 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 yeah. So anyway, <laughs> tap on that one that yeah a good time to tap yeah tap purple. on that one um uh let's see i'm trying to think of different situations um oh here's another one 
whenever you're you're going with your professor, your coach, or whatever, and you're you're defending something and you're doing it, you know, you're you're trying your best. It's not there. I'm gonna hold on to the very last minute that I can on anything. I'm not gonna tap until not arm locks. I'll tap on arm locks before they get straightened out because I don't like that. And Kimoras. I'll tap early on Kimoras. My shoulders are trash. Yeah, my shoulders are always sore. Yeah. You know what the worst feeling for my shoulder is? What? When they pass my arm across in the triangle. It's terrible. I don't know when that started being so painful, but that's like the most painful movement. Like I'd almost rather get Kimura than have that. That one, and I'll tell you the other one that, like, it, I tap immediately, and it's just a pass. And that is when Legs does that arm stuff mm-hmm. behind the back pass. Like when he stuffed my arm back there, like I, it's, that one doesn't bother me so much. It doesn't. That one doesn't. No, it's this, it's this overhead motion when they pass. But that one feels like my shoulder. That behind terrible. back, it feels like he's absolutely ripping my shoulder. It out feels of like my there's sock. stuff in there that's grinding. Yeah, like for sure it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know what sure that is. Trash. <laughs> yeah, not good <laughs> scar tissue that's not going away um <laughs> but maybe when we get prp in our shoulders might help yeah that one motion the kimura sometimes but kimura all the time for me but that that one like overhead thing i just i'd rather mm-hmm. i pass you on myself yeah <laughs> so, let me here, help you with that it's <laughs> good i'm out <laughs> pass out from the pain <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what too, you know what I will, I'll say this too is, um, if I'm visiting another gym, like I'm always going to be very defensive as far as whenever I'm rolling with somebody, especially an upper belt or something like that, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to tap, uh, more frequently. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? I in other words, so. I'm going to get it, get in more positions, things mm-hmm. that I wouldn't normally do just so they see like, I'm, hey, I'm just here to, I'm here to have fun, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to train. I'm not, I'm not, there's no world championships going on right now. Makes sense. You know, so I will say that, that's, I think that's the last one. I think that's, there's a lot of nuance to tapping and you're going to find, you know, I found in the years that I've done it, it changes like the different things. It changes, you know, where, where I, whenever I started out, I would certainly tap earlier to everything, you know? And then like whenever I had two or three stripes on my white belt, I wasn't tapping to anything until it was bad. And then it was like, Oh, that's a bad idea. It's a horrible idea to do that. You get hurt that way. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's a good, really good balance of, knowing that and that's you know taking me three plus years to learn like that those situations i think yeah so i'm still with the leg stuff too like i just stop and just see what they're gonna do Mm -hmm. like i don't resist much so that way they don't feel the need to like rip anything on but i would do that all the time when i was first starting is just basically see what they want to do next to kind of learn Oh, I find myself doing that whenever I roll with John What's or Steve or somebody who's re- Will or somebody that's really good. I find myself looking or Lee looking and being like, all right, what's he doing? Because mm-hmm. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to yeah. do that sometime. Like, so we were practicing the one 
like kind of knee cut position where you step back into the cross ashi kind of thing, saddle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to do from there. I just know that that's a good follow up to when I get in a really bad position and they get the underhook. To not get the back. Uh, I was doing it with Marty or whatever. Yeah. A brown belt. And I got into the position. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do next. So I'm just going to sit here and see what you do. <laughs> So, yeah. And two, you know, if you're not familiar with that position, what's the one thing that you don't do if you're not familiar with the position, Phil? Hide from it. That. The other thing is to explode out of it. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. That's not the correct thing to do. No matter. Dynamic. Do not do that. (laughs) Because if they got that heel hook and they don't let go, you rip your own knee apart, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. that first is terrible for you and it's also terrible for your training partner because they feel bad that they hurt you you know whenever it was really your mistake but yeah i mean in that you know and and i'll do this a lot um after i'll I'll tap you know i'll be like all right so what what should i have done there you know i'll always ask will like what what should i have done well you should have done this but if you did that i always do this which then gets you thinking on another pathway too so that's always a good thing too Mm -hmm. so um Philly, tell the folks out there how they can support us if they choose to do so. Share the podcast and uh, buy a small to large rash guard. Right. Yeah, small to large. I think we have a lot of t-shirts left if you want a t-shirt. I think we do. Hoodies. Hoodies are going like crazy now because it's really cold. Yeah, uh, it's true. Uh, and also um, our... Uh, our Japanese uh, translations for jujitsu will be out. It's going to be a purchasable option. More All right, than cool. We'll do a podcast um, in Japanese one day. Still, still going to work. Still working on that. Uh, and going on right now, what's going on right now, Phil? Role model camp, man. Did it start? Is yeah. it this weekend? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Jen and Diane sent me an Insta uh, video. Okay. Saying, hey. Uh, the, um, they're streaming. The seminars. Saw that. I saw that this morning. Yeah. I just didn't realize it was this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I hope they all have a great time. Good for them. Um, and folks, if you're not out there doing something each and every day to make yourself better, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah, everybody that trains, you know the game, yeah, so let's get it, uh. slap it up, bump it and roll, hey. yeah that's the way that it go, right. ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth, that's, that's time on the mat, we put in the work, believe it ain't easy I know. You know, but we train for the love of the game, the love of the art, now slap it up, bump it, let's roll, let's roll.